So you wanna do HMO? On this video, I'm gonna give you five tips and tricks that you need to know. Simon here, I've done countless rent to rent deals. I love rent to HMO and on this video, I'm gonna break down five tips and tricks I've learned along the way to a seven figure rent to rent business. Let's get into it. Number one, you're gonna need to self manage your rent to HMOs. The main reason for this is you want to keep the cream and if you outsource the management, it's gonna really crop your cash flow down. So to give you an example of what I'm saying, on an average minimo in my portfolio, we might do 2,000 pounds revenue. Now if I got a manager, they would take 200 pound, 10% plus VAT from the top. So I'd be giving them 220 pound before I got started. Now if I'm cash flowing say 600 or 700 pound on this deal, that then takes me down to 500, maybe 400 pounds. And that gets a bit tight, because if I have one room empty, I'm then losing money. So top, top tip, manage your own rent to HMOs. And I know what you might be thinking, I wanna be hands off, I don't wanna manage it, I don't wanna deal with tenants. Well, if that's you, you're in the wrong business. Turn this video off right now, rent to rent is not for you. Now, the key thing you need to know is you gotta earn the right to passive income. And rent to rent is a right of passage to that passive income. So personally, my mindset is I'm gonna work. I don't mind working. It don't have to be passive right now because I'm focusing on creating the cash flow that I'll reinvest into my own portfolio and I can be passive later. Number two, target existing HMOs. Why? Because they're already set and ready to go. They should have their license. They should have all their compliance. They should have all their health and safety. And I say should because some HMOs aren't ran correctly. So disclaimer, make sure that you get all the documentation to reinforce that. However, it's a great way to get into rent to HMO because they'll have all those bits and bobs. Hey, they should even have furniture because they're already a HMO. They're probably gonna have some shoddy mattresses, you know, them old tired mattresses that we love to see, not. I actually had a situation last week where somebody was renovating their rent to HMO and they said, oh, I think I'm gonna be able to keep the mattresses. I said, hell no. And she said, why? I said, well, would you sleep in them? She said, no. I said, well, there you go. But at least you've got a good foundation to start from. So target existing HMOs, ready to go. You can move quickly, save money. Number three, you can target student HMOs that are empty. And I love it when September comes and properties are empty because I know the landlord's gonna be open to a company let. They're gonna be like, oh no, I don't want another year of no cash flow. And if it's their second year, they're definitely gonna be desperate and in need of help. These are great properties to target for rent to HMO and they're actually great properties that you can potentially do lease options for and buy eventually. Way I do that is I call up the agent, I look for properties that seem like they're student properties still on the market in October and I just say hey if you've got any student properties where the landlord will consider a long-term company let and I've got tens of deals like this and I've seen so many other people get deals like this so go ahead and do it. Giving you all these bombs, if you're finding this useful, smash the subscribe button right now for weekly content. Number four, and it's controversial, I know, 
I know it's controversial. I'd probably recommend doing this only if your client is a more esteemed professional type. Um, rather than charging security deposits, once again, disclaimer, it's just my opinion or it's just a trick. I'm not saying you should do it. You could potentially do first and last month's rent instead of a deposit. And what that means is if your rent's 500 pounds per month and you've got five tenants, instead of you getting two and a half thousand pounds when they move in, you actually get 5K. Crazy, right? And this is a really cool trick that you can use to supercharge the cash flow and to break even quickly so that you're out of the deal and into the next one. All I would say is if you do do this, make sure, make sure that you've got the right insurances and the tenants have got the right insurances to offset any damage you've got. That's a good hack, trust me. I never forget when I first started and I had 3K and I got halfway through my first rent to rent refurb, I was like, damn, I need some more money. So I managed to borrow another 3K from a mate, so I had 6K and then essentially my money was wiped out, done. But then I secured four tenants, two grand, got four grand, I paid my mate back, I had a grand and then I started doing 800 pound a month and the rest is history. So it's a great hack, try it. Last but not least, observe the masses and do the opposite. Try and avoid HMO row. <laughs> you know, if you could see there's tens of HMOs everywhere, then try and go for a slightly different area because then you're gonna stand out from the crowd and it's not gonna be as competitive. So I personally like to go for areas where there's not a lot of HMOs because there's less competition. And I personally like to go for areas where normal, traditional investors buying properties would be like, nah, I'm not investing there, it's too expensive. Because if they can't make the returns work, but I can, because I'm not buying the property, then I'm filling a huge niche. And that is a massive, massive hack. I probably shouldn't be telling you that, but hey, here I am. Rent to HMO is my bread and butter. I've done tons of these and the great thing about them is once you get the tenants in, it's recurring income. Might not be a thousand percent passive, but if you're getting five, 10, 15, 20K a month from rent to HMOs, it's such a great foundation for you to build upon, you can smash it. And I remember when I hit 10K a month, it was just a game changer because every single month I was essentially able to do one or two more deals and then it compounded and compounded and compounded. And I think our biggest cash flow in month now is like 22K from the HMOs alone. And I split them between student HMOs and professional HMOs. So I've diversified and deleveraged my risk. So yeah, you could have a HMO which is students, seven students move in once a year, they stay in the whole property, they pay you every month, you don't pay council tax. Or you could have a professional house where you rent it by a room by room basis. You might have a couple of voids, but when you've got both of these working together, the odd room empty doesn't matter and you really start to deleverage your risk and that's why I love it. But yeah. Go out there, get yourself some rent to HMOs, get yourself some tenants, mate. I love some of my tenants. I got certain tenants, they've been with me for 18 months. They've gone, you know, moved in with a partner or whatever, it's not worked out, they've moved back in with me. Um, so keep your tenants happy and trust me, 
RentHMO can be an amazing strategy. Make sure you get it in your portfolio. That's it from me. If you've enjoyed this, if you found value, I'm trying to grow this channel, help me out. Hit the subscribe button, comment below with any questions, and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening. For more information, check out simonsmithonline.com. See you next time.